You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. back everybody to the next trek podcast every week we break down the latest episode of star trek discovery and we give our thoughts on the final frontier my name is chris and i'm tyler and we are recapping this week's episode the war without the war within the vessel is approaching sir incoming transporter signature we're being boarded admiral 20 percent federation space has been occupied we lost one third of our fleet I started this war, and I need to finish it. Starfleet tactics have failed us. What if I could show you how to bring them to their knees? Your people slaughter innocents. How does this war end? It doesn't. I need to know what you think about this episode. Oh, okay. All right. Fantastic. You know what? There were some really cool moments in this episode. I agree. Um, Some some kind of misty-eyed moments that really made me feel like we were getting Star Trek back. Specifically, there was a moment in the mess hall where Tyler was sitting alone. Oh, you're going to the moment I hated. You hated that moment. Hated it. Keep going. I loved it. I thought it was wonderful because it felt like Star Trek again where we would forgive and we would move on and we would be willing to give what Sarah talks about later in the episode, which is grace. Right. I love that concept. I feel it's so... Starfleet, right? You know what I mean? Totally. Like we understand that we've been through a horrible moment, but we are going to rally around you. The things that I didn't like were most of the other things as far as like the main characters go. So, um, you know, what, what, what Michael decides to do with her relationship with Tyler felt a little uh, tone deaf to me. And then so specifically the last oh. scene in this episode, I thought was does not, does not make any sense to me at all. Maybe they will justify it in the next um, in the next episode, but what I'm specifically talking about was that Cornwell, the Admiral, yeah. decided, decides to give Emperor Georgiou command of the Discovery. It's the, sec- the second time this season that a Mirror Universe person has taken over a Starfleet vessel, this time with full knowledge of the Admiralty. I, have, I don't... Mm. I think it's... I think it's... It betrays every... I... I it's that d- betrays everything. Thing. Yeah, like, it just it doesn't make any oh. sense. It betrays b- both Starfleet ideals yep. as well as like a functioning starship. Yep. Like I don't understand why you would even do that. It one hundred percent at least at least what it does do is convey the desperate straits in which they find themselves. And so I I can I I don't think I can still get behind that decision. But at least what it does do is is communicate that like they are willing to try anything. Well, but and I. And I I get that. I yeah. do. I understand that. But here's here's the here's the the weird thing. So I watched this episode again. Right. Just a few moments ago, I I finished it, and um, the thing that I'm continually not understanding is how the chain of command works in this universe. I don't because think anybody knows how the chain of command works in this it's, universe. It's so weird. Like they have it. They have an entire. So they they're going to go through the top secret plans. Right. Right. Of what's happening and what's going on. And the top, you you would assume the top ranking folks on that ship would be in that room. Right. And who are the people that are in that room? Uh, we've got the captain, which is, uh, you know, fine, Saru. That's fine. He's in that room. That 
that makes all the sense in the world. Captain should definitely be there. Are, are you telling me? Wait a minute. Are you telling me that the chief medical officer and the chief engineer are not in the in the room? I feel like we should have talked about this before on this podcast. No, no, nor is there a security officer. Nor is there. Oh no, because the security science? officer is a Klingon who just murdered their uh, the supposedly chief medical officer and who is in the middle of a breakup. I understand that, but still. So, and then we have the, the science officer there. Okay. A science and officer. Then, a, a science, science officer. officer. Yeah. So, and, and I don't, even, I don't know, is, is, is rank what, lieutenant? Yeah. So we don't have a commander. We don't have any lieutenant commanders. We, we, we also we, we have, have a demoted, like condemned person who has no rank at all. A mutineer who has been sentenced to life imprisonment, who got s- sort of reprieve under a, w- what we now know to be a mirror universe captain uh, brought her back. And yet she merits a place. Why is Cadet the- Tilly not there? Why is Tilly not there? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, those are the three representatives we have from Discovery. Now, I understand. I get the fact that that, Mike, that Michael Burnham should probably be in that room because she played a big role in that, the last mission. Fine. I get that. That's fine. But the, 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 the reasoning I the reason, what I don't understand is, is that why is there no other uh, top brass, other why high Why is an ambassador from Vulcan involved in any of this? <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't know, man. Why in the world is, is Sarek there? Do you know how many times Sarek is in the original series and Next Generation? Yeah. three episodes something like right. that maybe four he's he's in he's in journey to babel he's in Sarek, and maybe he might be yeah he's in unification so so if you count that as two episodes that's four episodes that he's in unless i'm missing something we could pull up imdb really quick but well we, he was also in the films correct he was um, in the films he's in he's in th- uh three and four right. um i don't think he's in six um and so all of that to say, do you know the number of times that the Vulcan ambassador came to help the uh, the the Enterprise during the original series? Zero times. Well, <laughs> well I know, but here, here's the deal. Here's the thing. Like, it feels like obviously the Federation is fractured at the moment, and they can use all its help, all the help they can get. Obviously, Sarek has you know from insights. the Vulcans a warrior race that can help them win a war. <laughs> anyway, I just it it, it doesn't it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I don't I don't understand that, and I know we're nitpicking here. Then this is the opening no, 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 show. No. I'm not nitpicking. I have gigantic problems. I'm so happy you do too. Although you and I, I think, have different problems with this episode, which is well. Interesting. Okay, so tell me what your 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 big issues were with this episode. Obviously, we're going to dive into a little bit of chronology. We'll, we'll go in and break down the episode a little bit, but I want to talk about these major points because I feel like we are coming. This is it. This is the penultimate episode. Yep. We have yep. one more episode left. Season finale is next week. Yeah. So, all right. So, tell us, Tyler, where where, where were your nitpicks, or where were your big picks? I guess I should say. I. There were, I, I agree with you. There were moments that I really loved in this episode um, and, yeah. and that I really enjoyed. And so so we're going to get, I guess, really down on this for a minute. But uh, yeah, I do want to echo. We, we I think there is some definitely good stuff to happen here. And this is yeah. a lot of setup for the next week. Um, I hated the, the scene in in the mess hall. I don't really? think... Yeah. You have a cold, cold heart. It's, no, a, it's a stone heart. What's I, wrong with you? I do 100% agree with you that this is... It's a Starfleet... Yeah, I, I, ideal. I think that's fantastic. It's too soon. It's it's like two days after after Colbert was murdered, literally by this guy's hands, and I I I do get it's it's a it's 
a, a separate personality that is now been submerged or d- destroyed. I guess we don't know. So I, I right. do get that. I think honestly, just for emotional beats of the show, I think it's too fast. They this crew I think needs to take a minute. We need to see Tyler's anguish a bit more, I think. I think that would be really helpful. And I think there should be a moment in the next episode, or that should be a moment, frankly, in the first episode of next season. Um, whatever happens, I mean, who knows? We might get jumped nine more months in the future or 900 years. Please listen to me. Producers change something. Um, <laughs> but I I think it's way too soon. Um, Culver's body is barely cold yet you know like and and he's doing that on the same note the big the confrontation between uh tyler and burnham i i literally said are you kidding me at the end of it he he it is a ridiculous conversation that they have he's antagonistic towards her like it, it doesn't make any sense and and she one and this is this is the same reason why I think they should have stopped the uh, postponed the mess hall thing. Her point is is one hundred percent valid. Um, I I you just tried to kill me like yesterday. You just tried to kill me and then uh, or two days ago maybe and uh, you killed Colbert. When I look at you, that is all I see. She's dealing with stuff. She is right. she needs a minute <laughs> to to breathe because the dude literally she and she said I love that. Um, I. I, I look at your hands and I only feel them around my neck you know, yeah. is, is what I see. And he literally says, and I, I didn't get this word for word, but he, he says, you're just trying to end this because things got a little complicated. I'm so, <laughs> This is not Ross and Rachel. Like they weren't on a break and, you know, Ross went out and, and she went out with, you know, the photocopy guy. Like right. it's, he, he literally is a freaking Klingon murderous spy. Um, and and I think forgiveness one hundred percent has to be in the cards. Like I I think the long game in this in this show, right? They are going to have to reconcile. Give it a minute, um, you know. I I understand the the notion that um, Michael needs a oh, minute. I agree That's with fine. her. I one hundred percent agree with her. That th- I agree with that. Her point, however, I disagree with. I feel like it's very anti-Starfleet, which is you need to deal with your pain alone. I think what she's what, just not the person who needs to help him deal with that pain. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I like the fact that the crew rallies sure. around him and also around her, and that they're not taking sides. This is the this is this is the hard point about, and this is just you know from our from my own understanding of being in tight knit community, right? We from Melody and I's perspective, like where we come from, we are very strong about community, right? Yeah. Living life uh, with a group of people that you love, that you care about. And sometimes that means there are going to be people who fight with one another within that community. Yeah. And the community, the best thing that community can do in order for it to stay together is to not take sides, but to rally around both people in a relationship that are having a difficulty. And I love this, that, that, that it's not like Tilly is like that what i would normally i feel like most writers would draw the the girlfriend right. who now feels like she has to not be friends right. with tyler because tyler hurt her girlfriend right. you know her, her, her good friend no no tilly is going to love both of them tilly is going to extend grace to both of them and also the funny thing to me is is michael has to understand and she has this conversation with tilly she has to understand that 
it wasn't that long ago that she was oh the for sure murderous traitor who killed thousands True. do you know what i mean True. so it's, it's not like michael has no place that she can go to understand i should probably extend forgiveness and grace to this person because the same was extended to me right I, I no, and I, I completely I, I I do see what you mean, and I think I agree with you. I think in the end game, that's where it needs to go. I sure. think I think that it's it's this. The moment we got in the mess hall, I was like, Tilly's gonna go sit with him. Yeah, and of course, I, I, I hate. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. And and I I do agree with you. I don't think that we needed. I don't think we needed the cliche. Uh, you know, taking sides thing. I I don't think. I think that. I think it would have been a much more powerful moment of of holding back, of they don't sit with him. It is awkward for one period. Maybe Tilly isn't there. You know, we don't we don't put her there. Because you it is within Tilly's character fully that she would do that. I mean, she did it to Michael. Um, so that's that's not crazy. But it's it's I think emotionally in the episode, I think we need a minute. Um as well as the crew. And I then just, we I see didn't... we see uh we see a surrounding and we see a coming together and a, and a needing right. to heal. But again, it's not like they broke up, right? Like this, it's, it's for me, it's way different. It's not that he, she caught him cheating with the girl down the hall. It, you know, she, he is a Klingon no, who, who murdered someone. Yeah. They break up at the end of this episode. No, That's no, when the breakup happens. Uh, you're right. saying it's, 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 it's much more serious than a breakup is what yes. you're saying. Yeah. And it's, it's not, if it was, if it was, yeah, I agree with you. They, yeah, they break up, but it, it's it's not like he he snuck into Lieutenant Detmer's room and and they fooled <laughs> around a little bit and and Burnham found him, you know, and right. and then it's a breakup and it's a he said she said and they decide not to take sides. It's he murdered Doctor Colbert, who everybody loved, a fan. But fa- he did it. But but he didn't. I, though. Oh, I know, I know, and it and that's that is where the emotional. I think we should have we should have dealt with that emotional quandary for a little while because he didn't, you're right. He didn't, but he did, you know, but see, no, this, that, that's another thing that I loved about this episode too, is there's an, a scene earlier when they're first dealing with, well, what are we going to do with this Tyler guy? Saru is speaking. And I disagreed with, with that too. See, I didn't, I think oh. it's wonderful because again, like Saru is a, a good judge of character. If nothing else, well, and he knows he's not a threat, I guess. That's he's a good, he's that. a good, yeah, he's a good judge of character. And so, what Saru does is says, look, you are not going to be what you were. However, I'm not going to take your freedom from yeah. you. And I think that's that's wonderful. I think that's a great, again, like that what we're talking about here, the entire season's arc has gone this way, is what do you do with somebody who has done something terrible? And how much, you know, what do you, what do, you do with that? Where, where do you go? You can either decide to hold bitterness or you can extend grace. Well, and did, I guess, yeah, I, Saru, I almost, this is, this is the time for then the, like, let's have the crew meeting and, and Saru explains how did you got, I, I'm thinking even from the crew's perspective, they're sitting there and, and Tilly knows a little bit more. And so maybe, and we know Tilly talks to everybody. So maybe she's, she's disseminating this, but, but, like, yeah, I, is there an announcement? Like, hey guys, hey, yeah, I know that you may have heard some things. I know that you might have heard that like Tyler murdered Doctor Colbert or whatever. Uh, not true. It was this guy that was inside him named Volk, and he's yeah. a Klingon. Like, how did this get around so that everybody's like, oh, I'm didn't sure. he just kill somebody? I just, I just kind, I, I kind of feel like they already, they already knew that. Yeah. I, I feel like that, that's just something that I it feel it feels like 
did happen. That, that feels yeah. like something that Saru would do. Yeah. Is like, oh, he okay, would. I, I'd love to have seen that here's scene. Here's an update. I just don't know that that seems necessary, though. But if you say it is, I say it's not. I, I find I kind of fill in those, fill in those gaps for right. myself. Because, because obviously everyone knows when he walks into that mess hall, everyone is looking at him and not, not knowing what to do. They are waiting for an example. Right. They're, they're waiting because I feel like there was, it was going to go either one of two ways. Tyler rejoins this community, right, after what he had done, these terrible things that he had, you know, seemingly done. It's either going to be he's going to be ostracized yeah. and hated or he's going to be extended grace and forgiveness. Right. And they're looking for an example. And, of course, the, the person that decides to give that example is Tilly. Right. And all she does is sit down and says, you don't have to say anything. I'm just going to be here for a minute. Yeah. And because of that example – Everyone else says, okay, what do I get to do now? Do yeah. I do I do that same thing? And then they said, well, I, I think so. I think this is not fully his fault. This is not the person that murdered Culber. And so I'm going to go extend him. I thought that was beautiful. Even as I'm talking about it, I get a goosebumps <laughs> because I feel like that is the, the ideal. Again, this is the thing. For so long, this, this Discovery series has been dark and unforgiving and punishing and finally we're getting these like star trekian ideals and morals back in and like ways to see the universe and i just want to suck those things out as much as i possibly can because when i see it on screen i get goosebumps i get excited and remember what i said that's what i'm looking for in the show is goosebump moments yeah and that was genuinely one of my very first moments is like they're giving him grace yeah and I just, ah, yeah. I love that. And, and that's, I guess that's why I'm so torn is, is cause I agree. That is something I want and they, and we should, they should get there. They should. Um, I don't think that there's at no point that they should give him grace and no point that, um, Michael needs to forgive him much like, you know, Michael needs to deal with her Giorgio problem, which has just begun. But that doesn't even make any gosh. sense. Well, yeah. speaking of going back to Starfleet ideals, right? We're going back to Starfleet ideals and then put a tyrannical murderer on the bridge and basically and, erasing everything. Yeah. Well, and even with that, I think, I think with the other parts we can, we can agree to disagree this one. I think we're on the same page first. Why pretend, why pretend that Giorgio was dead when everybody on that ship knows about mirror Giorgio? Every single one of them, because they were there and talking about her, and it they saw her. Yeah, it's it's not like it would be shocking if they said like it, it. What doesn't make any sense is that like, oh, we just came back from the mirror universe, and here's oh my uh, gosh, Georgia. She was oh, in my cabin the whole time. What a, oh, what a oh. what a crazy coincidence that we. It does. It, it genuinely no, is stupid. That was absolutely stupid. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't make. Like it, it makes zero sense. It's like the, she should honestly. It should have been a weird role reversal where, you know, Burnham, you know, at least is a specialist. She at least has a fake rank, and you know, Giorgio would should be, um, you know, rankless and, and maybe not in shackles on the bridge because she hasn't done anything to them. But like, but just you're giving her the ship, seemingly. Yeah. And the Cornwell, you saw the clip on After Trek, right? Yes. So Cornwell's gone. So yeah. she actually literally has the bridge and is pitting her like Saru against her and well, yeah, cuz cuz oh, what's gosh. what's the what, what's what is the point? The, what is the yeah there's not like they're trying to deceive the Klingons. It's not like when they see like Giorgio they're going to be like 
Oh, well, maybe. Wait, wasn't I mean, she dead? Yeah, I mean, maybe they might do that because Giorgio did have that confrontation with um, who was the guy that oh, got Takuma. blown up? Oh, uh, Takuma and Cole. No, no, no. no, no Cole. Uh, Cole, Cole, not Takuma. Cole. Takuma's been dead, right? It's Cole. No, yeah. No, yeah, Takuma, Takuma killed Giorgio at the beginning. That's right. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Cole is the one who survived. Cole's the that's one right. that Burnham kills later, yeah. So maybe maybe seeing Giorgio, that, that's that's the calculated but, thing But he's here. dead too. Cole's dead. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. See, this doesn't make any sense. There, there's no reason to do it for the crew, to deceive the crew no. into thinking that this is like the prime Giorgio. No. There's they no all reason know. to give her command. Nope. And, because the only thing I can think of, and, and Giorgio didn't even want command. Like no. when they ask her, what do you want? She's like, uh, I want my freedom. Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, we'll get, we'll make you captain too." Yeah, that doesn't. And, and she could totally do. I, like I predicted, I think we talked about this last time. Like, she's gonna stay and she's gonna help them win the war, and that's gonna be good. She doesn't need to do that from the captain's seat. In fact, she should go back to Starfleet Tactical or whatever and and help them plan a war. Why are you giving her this ship? And it, it's yeah. stupid. It, that was dumb. Yeah. All right. Well, so should we uh, start going through this? Uh, do you want to do you want to do this play by play, and uh, just see what else we've kind of missed? We can sure. skip over maybe some of the stuff. Yeah, I think there's a lot. We can we can do some bigger picture stuff. Um, well, so Giorgio gets onto the ship and she meets Saru and and basically immediately blows Michael Burnham's lie out of the out of the water where she she says stand back Kelpian, and doesn't she? She she says on your knees, slave. That's right, she on gets, your knees, slave. And and he he obviously is like, what is happening? And right. then uh, Bur- Burnham grabs the gun out of her hand, and, and has she her says, escorted off. No, no, she 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 says, what are you? What what? Uh, oh, the emperor says we were just dining on Kelpian right. uh, just a little while ago. You know why why are you even speaking to this thing? Right and. And then Saru beams her straight to uh, quarters. Right, and and of course that's I, I like that I do like that they got past that tension a good little bit. Um, where uh, like like nine episodes ago, um, Saru would have been like, oh, "You lied to me. I'm I'm never trusting you ever again. I cannot ever trust anything you say ever, Michael Burnham." And now she she's like, "I seriously, I was trying to spare you the pain of what that the truth was." And yeah. and he just moves past it, and they don't dwell on it. And, and so that I liked. I, this I love the continual development of Saru and Michael Burnham as the as the brother sister pair. Right. And now they yeah. have evil stepmom back. You know, it's gonna be crazy. Um, yep. Totally. So let's see. Okay. So well, what we get here is is a long walk and talk, a, which is actually really well shot. I really enjoyed this entire like kind of being brought up to speed moment yeah. between. Saru and Burnham. Yeah. Well, what did you like about it? What stood out to you? Well, I just like the style of it, seeing the ship, like them walking. It feels like a real lived in place, mm-hmm. you know, discovery. I I, know, I felt like in this episode, because they spend so much time on discovery, mm-hmm. um, if, if it be, it's beginning to feel more and more like a fully fleshed out place. Right. And then also their relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Saru and Burnham talking to one another again, chatting about, you know, what had happened, him explaining but also her pain in this yeah. moment because he he has been kind of separated from most of this uh, 
mental turmoil that she's been in over the last several days. He's or been whatever. stuck on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in command. He's kind of have a higher level, like thought process as far as like what needs to happen. Um, and she's much more emotional. And basically he tells her what that, you know, Laurel performed the surgery yeah. on Tyler. Tyler is now Tyler again. Uh, that, um, uh, it would be really helpful if you, if you could see your, your face and you could help him, uh, like heal or help him help him come back from this and she asks is that a is that a an order i and loved that line i really did yeah I, yeah he says no it's not and she says i'm just then i can't i'm not going i can't i'm not going to do it yeah which i i liked I, I think that's wonderful i think it's fine i think it's great it's okay for michael to deal with all this stuff yeah. I, I don't disagree with you on that point um, I just think yeah. one one more episode. That, that's really it. One episode that could be a that could be a season finale coming together. Although next episode is going to just be a gigantic war, I think, and a bunch a whole bunch of family drama on the bridge of the ship. But right. uh, yeah, I I yeah I, I appreciated that she that she did that. And and there's another sort of interaction with Tyler that we'll we'll hit later that I, I really liked. Um, so the big thing that we get here is. Uh, after that, uh, Saru comes in and, and has the conversation that you mentioned yes. where Saru says, um, I, to Tyler, to Tyler, you know, I don't think, I don't see any evidence of Vulcan in you. I, I do believe you, you can, you know, he can access his memories, but they're separate still, um, from Tyler's memories. And so Saru says, you know, I, I will, I'll give you your freedom basically. Yeah. Um, but he, he doesn't have complete unrestricted access to the entire ship. Kind of like, um, Burnham did when she first got into the onto the ship. Correct. Yep. And what's crazy after that is this was the the teaser scene from last week. Um, is is we get onto the bridge and you know they're they're still saying hey it's it's really weird we haven't heard from Starfleet Command we aren't receiving anything from any other ships and then suddenly a ship uh, a ship comes in and. I really loved this. I thought this was a good moment. Cornwell and Sarek, other than I don't think Sarek should have been there, beams onto the bridge of the ship, and she just, like like a champ, like just comes in and is like, override the command codes, blah, 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 and, and she takes over the ship, I mean, immediately removes it from Saru, and, um, and basically has... I, I didn't like that Sarek basically forced mind meld Saru in order to learn what's been happening but i understand right. well, it i i get it i just i was like i, I still don't think sarah, sarah should be there but yeah well again like cornwell wants to know where Lorca is like it's an right. immediate like she knows something is wrong and we find out in the next scene that you know she knows discovery has been destroyed so what is discovery doing here again so something's wrong with discovery and and she knows discovery for me i was trying to figure out a couple of things i i I wonder was Mirror Discovery doing something in um, in in our universe in Prime Universe, and there there has been some reason. There's some reason why they have this protocol down to a T, where they just beam on board, do this thing. They they're looking for answers because this this isn't just no, no, wartime behavior. Well, yeah, I think it is. I I think what happened was they detected Discovery again, so they knew that this Discovery must be some sort of a uh, apparition a klingon because they because she says in the next the next scene when they're in the briefing room she says I, I found discovery's you know destroyed remains it was completely destroyed discovery was you know nine months ago it was the, the other discovery mirror discovery mirror discovery yeah. in in prime universe was destroyed on 
impact <laughs> coming back into the into the prime universe. So she's seen Discovery be destroyed. So when they see it again, you know, Discovery's been hanging out for a couple of hours. Right. So I'm sure from Cornwell's perspective, they put this plan into place. We're going to go to that discovery. We're going to take that thing over and find out what's going on. Cause that has to be a Klingon, you know, trap or something. I think, you know, I think I missed that detail in my, in my, uh, my original watch. I, so yeah, I think I, I think I missed that, but that makes sense. Um, what what did you miss? The the, the discovery was destroyed. I, I think I missed that. I was really bummed the fact that they, cause this is one of the things we talked about before was that like, okay, we know there's another discovery. Right. What's, what's happening? What has that that? discovery been doing? Well, as it turns out, it was destroyed on impact. And so, so that raises actually some more questions. So I was assuming then, so is she, is she assuming that they are mirror discovery? She doesn't know anything about Mirror. Why? Okay, so then why? So that, at this point, then this this raises a whole set of other issues for me. Why? Right. Th- why then is a flag officer apparently the only one remaining, and the Vulcan ambassador beaming unguarded onto the she's, bridge of a ship? She's not. She's not the only one left. She, in fact, she's probably fairly low as far as the admiralty goes. Because but Starbase One, Starbase One is where right. all of the oh, and then it was destroyed. Is. It's not destroyed yet. So. Starbase well, One is not destroyed yet, but there are, there's it, it, there's no humans left on it, right? No, 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 no. At this moment in the episode, oh, as far as Cornwell yeah, knows, yeah. Starbase One is safe. True, it's but, fine. But it's when good. should an admiral and an ambassador beam onto a bridge of a ship which she thinks is in Klingon hands? Well, but it, she came in late. Remember, the, the, she sends in a uh, like a, an armed team to take over the bridge. Oh, they did! Wow, I'm 100 percent forgetting. You are you're right. There's yeah, that whole armed then, team yeah, with the Andorian yeah. that we met in the in the mirror universe too. Correct. One, yes. I completely forgot about that. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So th- they take over the bridge right. first, and then he contacts and says, "Okay, it's it's safe. You can come aboard now." And then Cornwell okay. and Sarek beam aboard, and then this happens. She says, "You know, where is where is Captain Lorca? Where yeah. is Captain Lorca?" And they're all like, "What is happening?" They're all yeah. stunned, and she's like, "You know, we don't have time for this." Yeah, Sarek, do it. I'm, and then Sarek goes up. And, so th- that's the reason why they yeah. they're they're kind of unforgiving is because they've seen the ship destroyed. This has to be some sort of an apparition, or yeah. what the heck is this? So she doesn't have any time. She wants to cut through the baloney, right? And just have Sarek give her the download. You know what I mean? Sure. That actually, so that that works better. I I really forgot that there was a whole boarding scene that was uh, or boarding yeah. team that was there. But yeah, and I think I, that all that was really cool. It, I love this scene. It yeah. was very cool. Well, and I did too. And I was trying to think of why am I suddenly really mad at this scene? It's because there's there's the element that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that yeah. that works. Uh, so then they get in the briefing room. She she just you know a little dramatically ex- blows up the uh, the fortune cookie um, or fortune cookie yes. bowl. My my one thought with that too was like, you know that somebody had a conversation about her blowing up the tribble, like in the yeah. writers' room, and they're like, no, we can't we can't just vaporize a triple suddenly <laughs> like, right, yeah she wouldn't do that i don't think she wouldn't hurt some some innocent poor creature come on now i'm still mad that we that we didn't get the the Chekhov's triple sitting on the yes uh, on the, the thing and no we're not yeah. ever gonna get squeaking triple that's true that's Whatever. true it's fine um okay so they they're in this meeting um we we get um we get a gigantic update. Uh, you know, yes. Star, Starfleet is like, you know, nearly 30% of their fleet is, is destroyed. Um, they have been able to transmit the, 
the data that they got from all of those jumps, you know, back at the at the end of the first half of the season, um, the which, cloak breaker, the, the cloak basically. breaker, yep. And uh, but now the Klingons are basically berserking. You know, they they are just going in and and uh, ununified. All twenty four houses are just basically competing to see who can kill more Starfleet. Yeah, and it's it's seemingly working because obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously the Klingon Empire doesn't exist right but they're unified as cornwell says in destroying starfleet right so you know they, they they're not fighting amongst one, one each other they're all they're just going to take out as much starfleet as they possibly can and then tag it and bag it you right know what I mean? right and in that same conversation they they talk about needing to classify and even destroy basically all information about um, the mirror universe yeah and just i guess i guess it's just because it, it later on nobody that when when yeah. kirk visits it, they don't have any record of it I right guess that's the reason why they had to put that that little line in there right and and i think maybe that was supposed to explain why they're trying to fake Giorgio, except they forget that every single person on that ship was in the mirror universe themselves and they changed what the ship looked like in their uniforms and everything yeah i mean it's it's silly it, it genuinely is silly it's because, stupid you're being nice it's stupid it is it's unfortunate it, because and and the rest of the episode i feel like is really great but the, yeah. the last moment and we're jumping ahead we're all the way to the end but still all of this cool world building is kind of broken by that last decision that they made, well, unfortunately and even down to now that i'm thinking about it the cool that cool like um gear up stuff from a couple of episodes ago where they're changing their insignias and all this other stuff. Like I get why they changed the USS to ISS and stuff like that, but there was never not a single mirror universe person other than Giorgio now ever stepped, stepped foot aboard um, the, Enter- they, the, the discovery. But they couldn't have known that though. I, oh, I know. But, but I mean, for us, I mean, for the audience, you're right. You know, they couldn't have known that. I, I kind of wish, it was all this buildup and then nothing happened. And then they, oh, they just changed the U back to the I and, or the I back to the U. I wish there had been a boarding party or, or had been something so that we, there was that payoff, you know, or another episode like the mud one where they're, they're, you know, they've got invaders and they've got to, they've got to repel them and, or they've got to trick them. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so that that leads to so basically you know let's let's get rid of all of this information about the mirror universe hey michael burnham says i have this little thing that i may have brought back home from the mirror universe and she brings them uh she brings cornwell and Sarek to emperor Giorgio. yeah exactly yes and this is an interesting i i like this exchange yeah. because cornwell and Sarek are sizing her up yeah obviously i like that too yeah, I, I obviously, you know, again, they they weren't in the mirror universe, so they are still very impressed by the fact that this actually occurred, right? And happened, right. So they keep saying like, "Wow, the the, the, the resemblance, resemblance yeah. is startling," or yeah. whatever they say. So I, I like that. I enjoyed that, and them trying to figure out what she knows and if she could be helpful, and also that we're, we're going to treat her well is right. basically, I think, the point of this scene. Even though she was a murderous, yeah, bloodthirsty. You know, Kelpian eating emperor. Yeah, emperor. She is going to be treated well, and that's fine. I, I, I that's great. That's fine with me. It, it's the, the next step they take, but right this moment, this kind of exchange, I actually found quite 
quite great. And and it makes that makes sense. It really does. Um, again, it, so that would for me that goes with that Starfleet ideal. She really she never really did anything. You know, to them, she is uh, you know a victim of circumstance being there and stuff like that. Well, victim of Burnham once again bringing her back, but she. Yeah. Um, so I, I that's you know they're treating her basically as as a dignitary of some other empire or some other you know uh, organization. A defector, basically. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And and so I I'm very I'm very okay with that. <clears throat> it's yeah you're right it's it's. Yeah, but like when they had Gowron on the Enterprise, you know, hanging out for a minute, Picard wasn't like, "Hey, why don't you drive for a minute?" You know, it, it was, you <laughs> yes, know, it, no. it, it just didn't happen. And and frankly, Gowron is could be trusted a little bit more than she can. Um, but that what that oh, leads funny. us into, and this is a scene I really loved because I think it hit the emotional beats so well. And Anthony Rapp just nailed it. Is Tyler and and Stamets encounter in the hall? Yes, this is a wonderful moment, and I think. Again, this is Stamets being in pain. Yep. Um, encountering the face of the person that killed his partner. Yep. But also understanding that this is not the person that killed his partner. Right. Uh, and and trying to deal with that and and be not. I, I just I thought it was very subtle and really well acted. I completely I think agree. Great written scene. I really, I did enjoy this. I didn't enjoy it. I, it was, it felt believable and real. Right. I, I loved it. I think um, what was, what was really interesting was, uh, you know, he doesn't say very much. Stamets just, he's, you see he's clenching his jaw. He's, he's gritting his teeth and, and can barely look at him. Um, he's, yeah. he's looking down and off to the side for most of it. And, and he's even, you know, even a little jittery. Like I, I, like I'm almost like I'm so happy they didn't do this. Almost like I want to punch him in the mouth right now, you know. But right. that's not who Stamets is, so that would have been super wrong for his character. But just and he he just gets that that one line. As long as you feel terrible for what happened, you might still be human after all, you know. Right. That's hey, so hey, good. Listen, he he has he has cause to be upset. Hundred percent. I think Tyler understands that, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think that's fine. But again, like you said. He's he's trying to deal with, and this is this is what I love the, the wrestling now with the understanding that there are these these mirror ideals that have been kind of uh, implanted into their crew over the last several months yeah. with Captain Lorca, mm-hmm. and then the Federation ideals, the Starfleet ideals that they really want to live by, and now trying to jettison those mirror ideals and gravitate towards this this morality and yeah. forgiveness and all this one of the, these, these great things, but obviously they're still human. They're yeah. still going to feel these emotions. So I, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful and subtle and great. Yeah. It, they've almost been living on a pirate ship, you know, up until this point, it's, it's just, there's no, True. gosh, yeah. there's no rules. And like basically anybody that he, um, anybody that manip- he wants, what he, he could manipulate anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anybody that comes his way, Oh, you get a commission. You get to be the chief security officer. You get to be, I have right. no idea how he didn't just make her a lieutenant again, you know, or a commander. Just it's, do it. Yeah, because especially, especially now looking back on it and knowing what he knows that you know that he's a mirror, a mirror universe person. It's not like he he's not living by Starfleet ideals. He's running a ship crazy anyway. But right. that's something I'm I'm interested to look at during the during a rewatch. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, so then, uh, do we need to hit the the mess hall scene any longer? That happens no, right I after. I think we talked about that enough. Yeah, okay. the mess hall scene where everybody gathers gathers around. I I, I liked it. You hated it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Um, what I so right after that we get the discovery arriving at Starbase One, uh, and and Saru's threat ganglia comes out and and yes. oh my gosh, the there's a Klingon symbol painted on Starbase One. And but not the Klingon. It's a specific house, and I, I didn't get the name of the house. But um, but one of the houses has basically taken over Starbase One, and um, it seems like was there eighty thousand people on on the uh, the Starbase, and none of them are left alive. It's only the yeah. two hundred or three hundred Klingon. Klingons. Yeah, yeah. They've completely killed all the people on Starbase One, which includes most of, if not all, of the leadership of. Starfleet. Yeah. Which is insane. So at this moment, now I'll just take a little bit of pause. Let's pause this for a moment. Do you think we are going to get some time travel here? I, are we going to, I thought we were going to get more. I mean, technically I suppose we did. I, do you mean, do you mean to go back and fix this? Yeah. No, I don't back think nine so. Months. I don't, you think, don't so. think so. No, cause we've got George O now. I, I would have said so before they made that decision. I would have truly, I would have been like, okay, they're going to, they're going to attempt to go through the, the mycelial network again, and it's going to shoot them back in time or, or whatever, or, or Stamets thinks he can do it. Um, but now that they've got Giorgio, there's no reason to, she's just gonna, she's just gonna fight, I guess. I mean, this just seems crazy to me. Like this is, this is a big deal that we've never heard of before. And I, I guess it does. I, I've been really trying to reconcile that too. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm the, the timeline nitpicker, you know, uh, you're right. We haven't heard of this. Although we did, gosh, we got some awesome timeline stuff in this episode too. The references yes, back to Archer. Archer. Yeah. Cause I said the same thing they said. They said, Oh, nobody has, uh, to Kronos. in a hundred years and I was like oh that's, they're talking about Archer the last time he was there and then like the they next conversation yeah. I was like this is real and then they they, pers- <laughs> they- I knew you didn't freak out <laughs> I was so they, happy they mentioned Archer's name I was like oh this is this is so Tyler I was so happy Tyler right now and and they did something that um we can we can get it there's another timeline thing we'll get into when, when they're talking about um about Tyler's oh you know what did we already talk they were, they were already in the sick bay talking about Tyler's surgery, right? Not being able to, they don't know how to change him back, right? I'm not sure what you mean. Sorry. Uh, I think, yeah, we've already been there. So so the the same scene, I think, that Saru, where Saru gives Tyler the, the basically the, the house arrest. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get, I'm not going to take watch, your freedom away, yeah. but you're going to be limited in your privileges. Isn't that the same scene where they... Right as Saru walks in, the doctor, another doctor who we don't know who that is, uh, walked in and said, um, like, you know, we, we, we don't know how to reassign him. We don't, we don't know how to, how to change him back. So he's going to be stuck like this is basically what they're, what that, it's a very short conversation, but doesn't she say that? I don't recall that, but that may be a possibility. I, maybe it just went under my radar. So I'm not quite sure. I'm... Oh well, okay. So I, I think I'm I may be slightly remembering it, but but Volk. So in that conversation, Volk Tyler Tyler does say, um, 
he describes the reassignment surgery. He he describes oh, yes, all yes, of that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I thought there was a there was another doctor in there, but but Tyler is describing. He's you know they flayed my skin, they shaved my fingers down. I mean it's brutal. That's a brutal scene, and he does that so well. They um, cut my heart. I think oh they, yeah, they they, like, he, they shredded my heart or something like that. Yeah. It's brutal. Um, and I I absolutely love that. I mean Shazad Latif just really really played that so well, and yeah. um. But what I, I bring that up to say, what do you think? What do you think they're saying in terms of the whole? Uh, so Volk's Tyler says Volk was the first. He was the test case for this like spy reassignment surgery. As soon as he started describing this, I got, I got hints of what is it? Uh, uh, trouble with tribbles. No. Oh, I trials got, and it, tribulations from Deep Space no. Nine. No, what I got hints of was we're going to see, um, what is it, Paradise Lost, DS9, Paradise Lost. Oh, oh. Because okay. we don't know yeah. how many Klingons are walking around that look like humans. Well, we know Volk, um, Volk said he's the, as far as he knows, he's the only one. But you're right. right. We, we don't know that others weren't that, in the nine that, months. That's, eight, that's 18 months. Right, right. That's, that's 18 true. months ago because it was nine yeah. months since tyler that's happened to tyler right. and now it's another nine months right so, so unless the klingons were waiting to see if it worked or, or whatever but i don't think the klingons or, are patient I, waiters yeah I and mean, again like they may not even have the access to that technology it may only be laurel right who had that so i have no idea but when he soon as he started describing this i was like why are they describing oh yeah oh, which, there might be like more spies and stuff. which i love that i and may you know maybe I guess they would have said that. I was saying maybe that's why Cornwell was was one. Of the, that's one reason why she was the way she was. Maybe we found they found another spy. I so I'm also thinking so two two things. Um, uh, we find out in the trouble with Tribbles that that Arn Darvin is a Klingon spy who has been altered to look like a human. Right. So and that's that's in the original series. That's season season two of the original two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. The other thing that we get, <clears throat> sorry, uh, in Enterprise, we got an explanation for the whole Klingon ridges thing. Um, it was right. it was a disease. It wiped out the ridges. It seems like while name checking Enterprise, demonstrating that they're aware of Enterprise, they're also rewriting that ridges thing. Yes, a little bit. You know, I. I it- it, but honestly, it, this is something that bothers you. It doesn't bother me. I'm fine. I'm down with whatever they want it to be. This is new. It's fine. It's fine, Tyler. You have to let this go, man. I know. I I love you. I love you. <laughs> but I think it's going to have to be something you're going to let go. The Klingon thing is ju- they've just changed the Klingons, man. They're they're completely different than they've ever been or ever will be. And fitting, trying to fit them in to the next generation TOS uh, enterprise is not going to work. Then why do we have this timeline? I just, that's like all I have to like, why do we have this timeline? The only thing I can think of is that perhaps maybe some, they're going to do some, some time travel shenanigans in this next episode uh, to try and reset like this nine months thing that seemingly has taken out the entire Starfleet. You know what I mean? I don't know. You look very disappointed, listeners. I, we, you know, we we do this on, on on a video conference, and I can actually see Tyler. And Tyler's disappointment is so extreme, guys. If you're listening, just know 
He's about he's about to well up with tears. <laughs> I, I am. It's deep. It's deep. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I did well up with tears when this came up. I was like, guys, the timeline. Yeah. I it's it's just stick us two hundred years in the future and we're fine. There's no problems. There's zero problems. Hey, the Klingons had some other weird DNA thing that happened and it made them all look really different. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Come on, we got we got to we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. There's too much episode I don't know. left. I don't know if I can anymore. I just think <laughs> it's too much. Um, you have to let it go. You're gonna have to let it go. All right. Um, they. Let's see. I scrolled down a whole bunch. Let's see. Oh, oh, the confrontation really that I've been waiting for, and once again, good scene is Cornwell and Laurel again. Sure. Yes. Totally. Yeah. And, and this is fine. Um, basically, well, you can obviously go through this, but you know, the scene, she walks in and yeah. is basically sizing her up. How can she be helpful to the, the war effort? Right. Can I... And and she, Cornell basically just lays it out for her. You just need to explain to me how this is going to happen. Um, like, what is your goal? What is your, you know, what is all of this? Uh, she, she tells Laurel, um, you know, basically the status of the, of the war of the, of the, um, the, the Klingon Empire and yeah. essentially Lorel is just like yeah this war is not going to end until they have devoured all of you because they, they, like sharks they've tasted human blood you know right and I think very literally by the way you know if we remember back earlier in the season they literally have eaten humans um Giorgio oh my gosh now that I just think about this Lorel Lorel ate some of Giorgio and she's going to yes. meet Captain Giorgio in just a bit. So that's weird. But that's that's a strange thing that I doubt that people... Yeah, that's weird. Remember? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Gross. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? Tyler ate some Giorgio as well. So... Oh, huh. gosh. And, and Laurel and, and Giorgio ate some Saru. So, you know, I guess... This is, They're all eating everybody else. That's, that's, you have a bite and you have a bite. Well, but wait. But basically, basically, what I take away... <laughs> Gross. What I take away from this scene is... Cornwell is now understanding yeah. that she can have no mercy when it comes to the Klingons. And I guess this goes into then her, her decision-making for yes. George O. Yeah. She, she, she's basically deciding at this moment that she's going to have to use George O's, uh, mirror identity her yeah. her her belief system her she conquered a, a a galaxy you know essentially right. she's and but she's completely and utterly merciless uh she you know is willing to do whatever she needs to so that's what happens cornwell decides this is this has to happen yeah i have to be merciless as well and Giorgio's plan basically is go in and 100 percent obliterate Kron- uh, chronos right no 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 no, from what I understood, they're to um, they're going to jump into a cavern. I think this is the next. I don't know right. when they described. They're going to jump into a, an underground cavern right. on Kronos and map the planet. Right. So they know where all the defense systems are, and then jump out, and then they're able to attack those defense systems. And then when Kronos is uh, realizes they've been attacked they'll turn all of their ships back and try and uh, get back to Kronos and get it back up and running. It wasn't that, <clears throat> was it when Giorgio and Sarek were talking? Cause she, at some point says, you don't understand in my universe, you know, Kronos is a lifeless husk of nothingness. Right. It, dust. Is, 
So Which, I guess I took that as I took that as this is my plan. You know, we, we need to do the same thing. We don't hear, so I don't know when this is in in, in here. But you're right. So Sarek um, and uh, Giorgio have a moment in private, right? And Giorgio tells Sarek some sort of information that we, as the audience, oh, are that's afraid. right. We, they cut away. We don't know what it is, but she says the. Because Sarek says, so you're saying that this plan of yours won't work. Right. And she says, uh, Giorgio says, no, it will work, but just for a while. It, right. it won't end the war. All it will do is delay the inevitable. But there is something else that you can do that will end it for good. And he's like, tell me what this is. And then it cuts away. And so we don't know what it is. But all we know is that Sarek at that time is now now has to leave. Right. So he has this moment with Burnham and leaves. You know, he basically tells her, Hey, it's not a bad thing to love. I, I liked that conversation too. Yeah. You know, I, I really did. I, I thought that was a good conversation. And I, I guess maybe that's just why I felt the episode moved too fast, you know, with, Oh, they're definitely, there's know. definitely momentum. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. They're moving quick. So, you know, we, we alluded to this, but essentially, yeah, the, the plan is they're going to jump inside of, um, Inside of Kronos to to map it, um, which leads they have to go and basically um, plant a plant a new mycelial crop on a moon, and and that's a beautiful you know scene. I, I really liked the whole um, planting the crop. I think it takes a long time, and I, I think it could have been just a nice little single shot. It, but like yeah. in an episode Ooh. that moves so fast, we dwell on that quite a bit. Yeah, exactly, and it's also kind of convenient because it seems like it just it seems like it, why do they even. The writers, why did they destroy the whole thing yeah. just to have him? Because it's supposed to be we so difficult again. to do. And now we can just do it. Again. So now we know that if we do, ever do run out of uh, a crop, it doesn't take that much to grow it back. Right. Right. And I think it's interesting. Yeah. I, yes. It's too convenient. I think you're right. I, and it's just one of those things that as we move forward into the timeline, which I know, I know that the show does not want us to care about timelines at all, Yeah, but, but it's like, we just have, they're just like, what are, the, what are all these spore planets doing around that we just and keep it, planting? It, that's what I'm saying. And it's just so much more convenient than dilithium crystals. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, boy, if we could just grow these spores and jump literally anywhere, why in yeah. several hundred years and next generation do not all of the, you know, warp drives have these things. That's why I'm saying we have to go back in time. Something yeah. has to yeah. happen. Well, or or they just decide to gaslight everybody and and just oh no, what what does what spore drive that never happened? What what mirror universe? You guys were never there. You don't remember that. Like, is that just is that going to be our big explanation? I, I agree. Or the, or, or the technology is too dangerous, and you which, know, there's some which, sort of unforeseen circumstance. That's what I expected. For, honestly, I really, really expected we get back. Um, Stamets um, plugs in. I guess did we see them actually jump in this episode? I, I don't think we did. But like, Mio may I expected Stamets. No. Can't can't plug in again. You know he 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 tries to and it doesn't work. He's burned out the network or or whatever. You know, but it it doesn't seem like that's where we're going. No, they haven't jumped yet, but their next jump is going to be to Kronos inside Kronos. Yeah, um, and there. So we know then that Giorgio has some some obviously some you know ulterior motive, some super secret plan, um, and 
I, I think she's going to try and pull something while they're, while they're on the planet. You know, there's, there's going to be some raid. Well, I guess that was part of the, the scenes from next week's episode. There, there's some kind of raid that they, that they, um, they do. It's not just, they're not just going to map things. Right. Do I remember that correctly? Um, so honestly, I, I did not watch that. I try not to watch the next week on, I watched the, the, the scene they show on after track and I let that be my right. thing, but I very rarely actually watch the next time. on. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, just because I feel like it ruins too much, and I, and I and I then I sit there and think, okay, when does that scene happen, and when does that right. scene happen? True. So I actually haven't even watched the uh, the the trailer. Yeah, I and and that's it's true. I mean, half of it is half of it's just been misleading anyway. I mean, good good on them for for you know messing with us, but oh well, yeah, no, totally. just that. So I mean, really, we're we're pretty solid at the end. We've got the Burnham Tyler. Um, conversation that that is strange, and then we get uh, Cornwell and Sarek just. Um, oh, this is where Sarek, um, and and tell me what you remember because you just you watched it more recently than I have. Sarek contacts Cornwell and basically says, "Hey, we've you know, Jojo uh, just told me something. We don't know what that is yet." And um, then the next thing we see is Cornwell coming up to the bridge and basically saying, "Hey, guess what? We found Captain Jojo conveniently. She's definitely not Mirror Jojo." Yeah, this scene I, again. Like I was so like, what, what, what? Because they showed like the Cornwell does this. Like, okay, we we've got an expert who knows exactly where we're going. I'd like to introduce you all to your, you know, the person who's going to lead this raid. And then they get this like very dramatic slow motion shot over the shoulder of Giorgio walking onto the bridge, and it's a little unbelievable. It's a little like, what, what, what? Yeah, what? You know, weirdly, I it, one thing I hope that they take the opportunity to do if you know if they are fully ready to just gaslight everybody in all of, um, all of Starfleet to say Jojo's been there the entire time. Don't ask any questions, please. Um, maybe this gets Burnham her her job back. Maybe Jojo, you know, if if the you know this was all it never really actually happened anyway. You know, maybe Burnham gets her commission back, or Jojo Jojo decides to reinstate her, or something like that. It's- Look, the only the only thing I can see happening is she gets to kill Jojo again. But this time, she kills her rather than lets her die. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be something like well, that, I mean, I, or it takes her out again, or whatever it is. Yeah. Like you know, like she starts doing some crazy stuff and, and, and how much you want about we have another mutiny? Yeah. Oh, that, you know what? If we have the mirror of all, I would kind of love it a little bit that we have. Well, that's what's this. Obviously that's what's this being set up. She's going, she's going to be brutal and she's going to kill like some, they're going to be like innocent Klingon children. Right. And she's, she's going to give the order to fire. Right. And there's going to be a little bit of hesitation and then no one knows Saru. what to do. It's going to, a, it's going to be a little bit of a, of, of a freeze moment. Yeah. And then Michael will look at Saru. Yeah. Saru will look at Michael and Saru will just nod his head. And they'll like, have a moment. Take her, take her out. hundred percent. Then she takes her out. hundred percent. Yeah. That would be, f- I, I really hope that that's where they go with this. I, yeah, I, Look, I, I guess, I guess, what what do we think? We're we're right at the end here. What do we think next week is is going to be? Is is it that? Is there anything else that's huge? Do you think we're going back in time? I mean, this is it. Next no. week is it. No, I think what's going to happen is is they're going to turn the Klingons around. Something will something major will happen with the relationship of Giorgio and Burnham, and I don't think at the end of the episode Giorgio will be in the picture anymore in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, either she should be taken out, killed. 
or in the brig some some sort of she won't be in the picture anymore yeah i think they will they will take down they'll map chronos they'll destroy the defenses klingons will turn around and start moving back and then that will give time for starfleet to rebuild a little bit in order to set up a defensive and then you know we'll be back kind of back there i don't think we're going to get any time what time stuff this next episode there's just not enough (laughs) not enough time but a word there's not enough time exactly yeah i i'm i'm kind of curious to see i really think um i think that we'll i think that we'll have a temporary resolution to this but you know i i I see that they're trying to make the klingons the big bad for the whole for the whole series and I would love, I would love this to be semi anthology, you know, where that where they have a, a single storyline that they're that they're following, and then you know next one will be something wildly different. They get thrown back into the past, or they they do something crazy, and right, and it's not just going to be the same because this is a very, and they've even said this since the inception of it that you know this is a very small timeline that we're dealing with. We're dealing with nine years before they overlap with. Um, uh, with the original series, and if they they keep messing with things like that, then what's going to, what's going to happen? It can't be a nine year long Klingon war. I don't think. I think it'll be a Cold War, you know, that they like a truce that they get into. They'll drop the neutral zone and things like that. But but I, I'm yeah, but curious to see what's next. Exactly. The only thing I can think of is that Laurel agrees. Here here's what I see is going to happen. Here this is my prediction. You ready? Here yep. we go. Laurel. Will get off of Discovery and unite the Klingon houses. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. She's going to uh, barter the truce. Yep. And somehow bring the Klingon houses together and then have them pull back, drop the neutral zone, and stop the fighting. That's that's kind of the way I see this whole thing ending. Uh, That's probably the end of the episode is Laurel standing up in front of all the houses and saying, we must stop this war. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And come back to what, uh, you know, yeah. Kuvma and Kales talk about and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah. That's kind of what I see happening. I would love it. I, I really hope that that, uh, that that happens. Yeah, me too. Cool stuff. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end, everybody. As, as always, uh, just, you know, Feel free to jump in the conversation with us on on Twitter and on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Are we completely crazy? Am I am I utterly heartless for uh, for not loving Tyler uh, being yeah. being loved on by the by the mess hall people? You are. I'm heartless. Every, every, everyone literally agrees. <laughs> All the people. Ha- I care more hashtag, about timelines. Ha- hashtag hashtag Tyler is cold hearted. Hashtag All he cares about is timeline. I'm a hundred percent behind this. Please, yeah. please uh, tweet all of these things uh, right at me. <laughs> I'm very, very happy to take it. I can handle it. Uh, yeah. And so, everybody, uh, as always, we we hope to hear from you. Listen to to us for next week, and and we um, you know what? Also, if you're if you're listening to this, and if you if you really have some good ideas for what we can try and do during the hiatus, you know, what kind of directions? What would you like to hear from us? Um, you know, let yeah. us know. Give us a give us a shout out on Facebook or on Twitter, and and we will uh, we'll take your your ideas to heart. Awesome. All right. As always, live long and prosper, everybody. Um.